0: said that this week we wouldn't be releasing a podcast and here I am speaking to you with a podcast. Well, of course, I could not stay away from the microphone and so I reached out to A.V. I had sent her a text and said, hey, we have to record this thing on the new year and really just being in Dharma and purpose and and some of the tools that we use to, to calibrate an amazing year and I want to share this with other people. And of course, you know, A.V. Was, was cool. She was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And But she didn't know what we would talk about or the questions I would ask her. And yet, when you hear this conversation, it boils down to trust. And that's something that we talk about. And so this week, we're bringing to you some of the tools that we're using to make this year super powerful for you. So let's get on with this episode of Calibrating a New Year for You. Welcome to the Aviome Experience.
1: Hey Barry White.
0: Right. I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to readjust my my buttons for the amount of bass that I'm Bringing, I'm bringing extra bass to this to this uh, podcast this weekend, or this week, I should say.
1: Cool. How you doing, love? I'm doing really well. How about you?
0: I'm doing good. Just uh, I told you, I I told you earlier, I have a, a bunch of baby dragons in my throat, <laughs> shooting lava balls. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I did say that I I wanted to, you know, record and. I said that there wouldn't be a podcast coming out and I just felt that, you know, we just kind of needed this space, uh, you know, during the week that this is being released. And I shifted my, my, my thoughts on it because I felt that it was, it was a a good way, a good start to bring people into this new, this new year. And, And I don't really like saying new year because then it makes it seem that
1: we can get to start all over again.
0: Right, right. Which or, we
1: can, but every day we get to start over.
0: Right. And also it, it almost seems like, you know, it's, it's January. So, you know, the beginning of the year. So it makes more sense to do that. But, you know, I mean, we can typically start a new year, you know, whenever. It doesn't have to be January, but, you know, most people do. And so the energy is there. And so I'd figure that, you know, we would talk about that. Sounds good. So let's just, uh, and, and, I don't, and I don't want to get too, you know, crazy or detailed in as far as, you know, what, what a new year is all about. But I do want to talk about some aspects of, of the self in which can, you know, help create a year of abundance, dharma, passion. And so, you know, one of those things is, uh, you know, being accountable. And so if we take some of these things that you and I are going to talk about this evening, along with our theme, it may be able to help other people, especially if they're listening to this at the beginning of the year. If they take a seat or, or, or sit and they just hang out for a second and, and they ask themselves, you know, how can I be accountable or what does accountability mean to me? I feel that they may be able to show up more. I believe that. So how would you, how, how would you go kind of about, you know, about that energy of, of that, of that word?
1: Well, there is a few things that I like to, um, go by accountability, obviously being one. Um, but I also like the word execution or follow through because we can have good intentions, we can have accountability because sometimes accountability is connecting to um, resources or other people or other experiences that are um, not just us stepping into resistances or following through. So when we, when we have accountability and when we have um, execution, follow through, mm-hmm. like real movement, Then we actually start to see results. And so with meeting with a lot of people and having a lot of sessions with people, I noticed that what lacks is the follow through, the execution. Right. And so that's attached to accountability also because... You know, maybe they need an external force for an accountability or an accountability buddy or, you know, a mentor or someone to help create that drive and that momentum. Um, Some people have more momentum than others. uh, But I also believe that that goes back to being inspired, which we have had that you and I've had that conversation offline many times. Mm -hmm. You know, are you just motivated or are you inspired?
0: So let me ask you about, you know. So when when that's one of the, you know, if anyone at home listening to this, or if you're driving, don't you know, you can always listen back. One of the things to write down, as far as you know, making sure you you reach purpose in Dharma, it is to be accountable for your actions. So having said that, let me ask you this then: Why are people, or why do you see the trend, or I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you know. The accountability, like how come people can't be accountable? I
2: don't know Follow if
1: through. That. Maybe it's the, mm-hmm. uh, from, that's a question that I ask daily, mm-hmm. whether it's to the source or the universe or even ask people. Um, and actually I in session today, I asked. I ask it often to several, several people because I just like to hear feedback just about to, it.
0: To kind of get a gauge or just something. To get,
1: get a gauge of what it is. And so the person that I was in session with today, that I asked that question to, um, she said to me that it was easier to not follow through because that's how it's been her whole entire life. Um, And then she proceeded to tell me that change was not something that she's a fan of. Mm. Even though that she knows what it takes to move through it, it was easier not to do it. Um because that's more familiar. It's more familiar to um be in that same space of familiarity, which is she's a hundred percent accurate. And you and I've talked about that, you know, um Eckhart Tolle says, you know, suffering is our grandest teacher. Suffering is a big word. So if it's a it's a strong word. However, there are millions and millions of people who are suffering. And many, many different aspects, whether it's loss, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's feeling, um, non-fulfilled or not happy or whatever it may be, um, they're in this area or space where, um, suffering is familiar. So since suffering can be familiar, it's easier to be in that space than it is to follow through, create new paradigms, create a shift, and then bring in that awareness of um, something different. So it, it's just a very interesting dynamic how how humans, we, we like to stay in patterns. Um, and if we get in a pattern, like a healthy pattern, it's easier to go off of it because we've been in unhealthy patterns longer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which goes into kind of what we talk about why 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 you and I don't like the word new year's resolutions. Right? So it's um it's just interesting how I mean words are important to us frequencies are words the words are not just words in our conversations. Uh so we we call them inspirations here. We don't call them motivations here in this house. Um, So we we do things on like quarterly increments as pulse checks and check-in. Um, I feel that humanly we all start to ramp down right now because it's holiday time. And then we give ourselves permission to stay in that space of ramping down until we get permission again January 1 to clean a new slate. I go back to the theory that what we do today creates our tomorrow. So what is, what's the difference of January one if we're not creating that energy right now? It's just another day.
0: Right. So what's, what's, what's uh, a small step that someone can do to kind of create the habit of being accountable?
1: (laughs) Um, it sounds so easy but i will tell you it's, it's one of my biggest lessons with um lack of accountability this year uh i find so many people um wit- i'm witnessing it on so many levels how many people do not keep some sort of log or calendar or Um, planner of some sort. And to me, that's mind blowing only from the standpoint every single day is planned out for me. I work off of appointments. So I have to make sure my day is strategically planned because that's my business. However, in my planner or in my calendar, my calendar on my iPhone everything is listed in that calendar. Even my time is listed in that calendar. I don't keep a separate calendar from appointments versus my personal time because my personal time is embedded into that calendar. So if I write it down, if I'm creating a space holder for it, the more likely I'm going to be accountable for it Mm -hmm. because it shows up on my calendar because that's what I do. So um, I've just ran across a lot of people who don't keep track of any type of schedule and i believe that part of the human experience is is when we hear something when we want to make an appointment we just don't let it fly around in our thoughts we acknowledge it give credit to it release it and part of releasing it is writing it down so um i'm a huge advocate of a calendar
0: all right yeah um and and interestingly enough and And one of the things that I'm going to do, especially in this, uh, in this podcast is in the show notes and depends where you're listening to or what platform you're listening on, you know, maybe you, you know, scroll to the left or to the right, or you just kind of scroll up and you're going to see the show notes. And I'm going to put some of these things in the show notes because, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, this new year and some of the things that we can do to make this year so we can be in purpose in Dharma. And so I already have, we already talked about three of them really. And it doesn't even sound like we did, but, you know, accountability is, you know, one of the things that we can do, um, writing it down or writing things down, you know, you're saying, you know, calendar and stuff like that. And I know you're going to be having a class that's going to go super more in detail with that, along with some other nuggets that, that you have three month check-in. And I really like that because I don't think we do that enough. I think we just do it in the beginning of the year and we just roll with it all the way until december and that 3 month check in to me is I, I feel it's a great way to to see to gauge you know um where we are at um but won't you elaborate a little bit more on that on that 3 month check in
1: i feel that 3 every 3 months or once a quarter is a good pulse check to check in to see where our inspirations um how they're moving along, how they're coming along, if you've checked things off your list. One of the things, at least for me, and you and I have had this conversation offline also, is that there are things that that come that we've accomplished and then all of a sudden you're on to the next one and you're on to the next one and you're on to the next one. And then therefore months go by and you're like in a whirlwind um, because you haven't even paused and moved into gratitude for what has happened And I think that part of our acceleration or our awareness is acknowledging all the good that's happened instead of grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Although I'm a big proponent of grinding and hustling, but I'm also a proponent of breathing and moving into gratitude for what has happened. And those three month increments, I feel that you can plan for, for far enough in advance and call forth and manifest that, but then also go into gratitude for those experiences too and and i I feel that oftentimes at least for me, I get so in the momentum of hustling that oftentimes i um I don't go back and and move into that place of space
0: right and and, and also I think it's it's good to to know or to point out that you know every three months you can kind of come to this mantra of starting again that it doesn't necessarily again doesn't need to go from January to December, but you know, every once a quarter you you're giving yourself permission to start again. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a great feeling to know that nothing is fixed. And so when you know that everything is temporary in three months, you can, you know, hey, I don't want to do this no more. I don't like I thought I would like, you know, Being on my own or I thought I'd like being an entrepreneur and I tried it for three months, even though it's not enough time, but I don't like it, you know, but again, it almost gives us permission. This is going to sound weird to say it gives us permission to fail because we don't like that word, but it does give us permission to just try whatever it is that check
1: in. Yeah, to to, Mm -hmm. to do
0: that another. So I have another thing here uh, and I want to see what you think about this. So we have accountability, writing it down, a three month check in and my uh, i guess number 4 here is live with compassion and so again and it's not to say that you the listener has have not done this but you know maybe you haven't been aware of living with compassion not only for yourself i mean for others but also for yourself especially for yourself so what do you feel about that about living with compassion
1: compassion is one of my most favorite words. Mm -hmm. I feel that a lot of times when people are going through experiences that maybe we've not went through, but there's a, a lot of people that say, I understand, I understand. And I know firsthand that people who've went through these, a certain experience and people say that they understand, they don't like when people say that they understand because they don't, they haven't walked those shoes. They haven't had certain experiences that other people have went through. They appreciate that they are holding space for them. But compassion to me goes deeper than understanding. Compassion is simply just honoring that person for where they are without judgment, just allowing the space to move, not trying to understand, not trying to figure it out, but just simply being there and um sometimes at least for humans we love to respond to answer something or you have to have certain words for something and sometimes words don't need to be said it's just the space that needs to be given
0: there's a and i think this this goes along with another one i got here and so and since we're talking about compassion i want to bring this other one in and and talk about both of them which is uh what i wrote down here is i wrote it down like this be with what is except the now and what i mean by that is that you know don't resist what's happening even if it's something that you don't i guess quote unquote want to happen but instead of resisting what is happening accepting what is happening cuz obviously it's happening and i think that that it's a separate line item, but for me, it kind of, it, it, it merges somewhat with what you're saying with the way that you broke down living with compassion. To me, those two seem to have a similar type of uh,
2: flow.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a resisting what's happening is very, at least from my observation with people, um, that's a big one. Because it goes back to, again, our conversations that we've had. We've had lots of conversations you know, lately. A lot. Yeah. Especially because that goes into attachment. If you're not accepting what's happening, that means that you have a perceived attachment to an outcome that is not going the way that you want. Right. 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 Therefore, resistance is created because it didn't happen the way we wanted it to. So it that goes back to we can't control the future. We can't control an outcome, which is why we, you and I, talk about the, the beautiful gift of the presence, which is why we talk about meditation so much, is because through a meditation practice is when you can be in gratitude for what is. No one likes to have any type of experience that has resistance. However, I have a belief system (laughs) that we come here with a certain amount of experiences that we need to learn here. And some of them are unfathomable. Some of them, like, why would we want to experience that? Well, it's part of our growth. So we can either Respond to it with as much grace and ease as possible, or we react because we can't control it, and then we move into a greater level of suffering.
0: So, let me ask you this on a side note then. What then is the point of manifesting?
1: Manifesting is setting the intention out into the universal energy instead of sending neutral airwaves
0: but now is it manifesting though sending out specific airwaves for a specific outcome
1: without attachment
0: so if i'm manifesting let's just say i'm manifesting a brand new car Mm -hmm. that's a a desired outcome
1: yes but you don't have control of the outcome you're more likely to have to, to get a new car by manifesting it versus just waiting for it. So waiting means that you're not sending any signal at all. But manifesting is you're calling forth something. Now you have to move into detachment, meaning that you trust in the divine timing of that new car, but you may not get the new car (laughs) that you perceived in mind or the specific model. For instance, let's go back to the the studio. Mm This, I think we've shared this example a thousand times. We'll do it a thousand and one because it's a perfect example. We were manifesting a space. Space to do our events, space to do our sessions in. Um, however, we were specifying it in a specific location. Two years went by. Nothing. As soon as we let go of a specified location, the studio showed. The moment we let go, I let go of the specified location, the studio showed. So the intention, the manifestation of the studio was still there, but letting go of the specified outcome, because often what we want versus what our soul wants can be two very different things. Yeah, it's tricky. It's not tricky, but it's. um.
0: What kind of does sound? It does sound a little bit tricky, like <laughs> it almost sounds like there's. It's going to sound weird, but it almost sounds like there's rules.
1: There's not rules. It's, it's basically I'll compare it to meditation. Um, we should be meditating between 20 and 30 minutes twice a day, right? That's th- that's what, what it says that we should be doing. However, um, five minutes are better than zero minutes. Right. So it's kind of like the same thing with meditation. I mean, <laughs> with manifesting. If I'm not manifesting anything at all, then I'm, I'm just like with meditation, I'm not creating any space for conscious awareness. I'm just going 900 miles an hour. But if I'm meditating at least for five minutes a day, that's better than nothing. I'm still sending a signal. Same thing with manifesting. So if you're manifesting, at least sending an intention, the universal energy knows that you're sending out something, then nothing at all. So it's, um, the key is to set intentions with, without an expectation along with trusting in divine timing.
0: Yes. And that's why you're going to be doing that class to kind of <laughs> explain all that to us in, in greater detail. And you did say something and I want to bring it as, and, you know, and it's interesting because I wrote this earlier, I was just taken down some notes, you know, on how to make, you know, this year, like a really awesome year. And, you know, and obviously you're already mentioning some things that we haven't talked about, but I'm going to mention it now, which I wrote down here uh, daily meditation practice. Yay. That having, you know, going into this year with a daily meditation practice is the best thing you can do to not only elevate your, 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 you know, your spiritual awareness, but also even you can elevate your intellectual insight, you know, uh, your physical, your your emotional. It's just, it's, it's a, um, med- meditation is something that has a healing factor 10 X and it can just really spread out like, you know, like a tree or branches or something like that. And it can just really heal so many other parts, not just, you know, spiritual sense, but all kinds of sense. So why don't you, uh, Talk a little bit about that, a daily meditation practice, the benefits of someone doing that in this new year.
1: Well, you know, I don't know if everyone knows um, my story. I don't think we've really talked about that yet here on this platform. So I think that this is a good, I, I like to share examples. And so I'll share a personal example. Several years ago, about 20 years ago or so, um I was in a really bad accident. And um so I'll just kind of fast forward this uh a broken femur and uh which you think of a broken leg not really a big deal, you know it's that not a big deal. Uh a femur, which is mine was broken right up by my hip um is a little bit of a bigger deal only because it's the largest bone in the body. And um my family chose to put a, because I was out of it, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, to do surgery and do it, to put a metal rod. Otherwise, you have to have like a body cast, which probably wouldn't have been the most pleasant. So they put a metal rod in my leg and some screws and pins and, and I was on my way. Um, what we didn't anticipate were several complications with that procedure uh, because I ended up being allergic to the metal. And, um, so seven surgeries later and all the hardware removed, um, turned into kind of, uh, uh, a big deal with being allergic and then having, then didn't know I was allergic. And then when the metal was taken out and I was closed back up, then the infection started brewing and in a bone infection had to have a pick line put in needless to say, I uh, uh, lost two years of school. And because of all of this, um, I was just told uh, by my surgeons that my life was going to be very different. I was going to, you know, probably have be in pain the rest of my life, wouldn't be as active as I was. And so it's kind of doom and gloom on a 21 year old when, you know, you're not even out of college yet. And all of a sudden, you know, this is what you have to look forward to. So, with that, um, I owned that for quite a long time, um, cause I was in massive amounts of pain and, you know, hearing the stories of hip replacement, knee replacement when you get older, cause just probably what it's going to look like, yada, yada, yada. So owning that for several years and couldn't do this and couldn't do that because I was in massive amounts of pain. Um, I, I heard one day from my little spirit friends that I needed to stop owning that experience. And then I needed to start a meditation practice. At this point, you heard about meditation here and there, but clearly not to what we're hearing about it today. And so I heard the name, um, it was, I remember this as if it were yesterday, uh, I heard Deepak Chopra's voice in my head and he said, you need to meditate. And I'm like, who are you and what are you doing in my head? (laughs) Um, So then I started my research and then, um, I just started to do it on my own, just in my space and started becoming more and more conscious of it and started doing it. And what I realized is that my pain started to go away. What I also realized is that I started becoming, um, inundated in spiritual teachers, Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Deepak Chopra, you know, Neil Donald Walsh, you know, the list goes on, on and on and on of all these amazing teachers who I started reading. And I started applying this intention-based or law of attraction based modalities. And so after the, after I started doing that, I started creating my own reality, which is why we talk about manifesting so much, or I talk about manifesting so much because I started realizing that I was in control of my destiny and I was in control of what I wanted to experience from a pain perspective. And by me, by those words, by my surgeons telling me that I was going to be in pain and I had future surgeries to look forward to, I was owning those experiences also. Not that they were wrong. It's just the fact that I was infiltrating that heavy density through my entire body. And in the awareness, I heard that I didn't need to own that anymore. So the only way you don't own it is you create space for the universe, God, to enter. So that's what I started doing. And so um, as of today, I'm in my mid-40s. I don't have to have a hip replacement or knee replacement. I'm not in any pain. You never hear me complaining about leg pain. No, no. Um, So it's that's part of this manifesting. It's not necessarily to get a new car. It's about creating awareness to create health and wellness in the body. So my meditation practice is sacred for sure. And so because I have transformed my body without pain. Is why I why I'm so adamant about the practice of it. Because I know it works, because it changed my life.
0: Right. And we always are hearing about about that, you know, about the benefits of it. And I think now it's becoming I'm 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 very uh cautious of using the word mainstream, but what can't be denied is the benefits that are, you know, are coming out.
1: It's trending right now. Yeah. And starting it's, to, yeah.
0: Yeah, in studies and, and all this other stuff, and I mean, I and I do feel that it's a it's a natural remedy, it's a natural healing process that can heal a lot of you know, internal mental conditions that we've been programmed to you know to follow, so to speak, and and breaking that program, or I should say rebooting that program, is is a meditation practice, and so going into this new year, you know being accountable perhaps to a meditation practice, a daily meditation practice, I can guarantee anyone listening to this that you will see change.
1: You can't not.
0: You can't not. And I I would guarantee it, guarantee it, you know, if they're consistent and they do it, you know, 31 days straight at least, even in that short amount of time, I would say, because I do feel that 31 days is short, they'll see a difference
1: statistics say it's about eight weeks um however uh people that i've worked with individually and in group settings um they start to they typically start to notice you know um things much sooner than than that however we're talking about scientifically statistics typically say it's you know eight weeks um However, the mind automatically thinks that that's too long because we live in a world that's like right here, right now, and we want immediate results. That's not going to happen. Um, Some people, yeah, maybe, but um, this has been a progression over time. And what happens is you don't even realize it's working until you begin to see your response changing, moving out of reaction and into response and it, it, it's subtle. It could be where all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, typically in road rage or, you know, flipping people off or honking your horn. And then all of a sudden you develop a meditation practice and all of a sudden you're not honking your horn. I mean, it can be as subtle as that. Um, it could be where you are finding your own truth. Your intuition heightens. Um, you don't get sick as often. I mean, it, it's a plethora of things that can be varying on many levels. But what happens is the nervous system is readjusting. So it's not about having less thoughts, although that happens, but it's really about the nervous system becoming in harmony.
0: And again, you know, we're going to, I'm going to be putting these in the show notes. So don't feel that you have to try to memorize any of these things. Cause I know we're touching on a lot of little small things that we feel that we, we definitely use and we're definitely going to be practicing ourselves as we do. And also along with meditating is, you know, for me, it's writing. And, you know, writing daily is another way of ensuring that our emotions don't get built up inside of us. And interestingly enough, I thought this was a, a, a an easy way because, you know, I'm always trying to find, easy ways for people to, you know, write because I feel it's very important, but I feel that we, we have this mental barrier that keeps us from writing. Cause we, I think we try to make it too hard, too complicated. I'm not a writer, this, this and that. And so, and you said something, you know, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I love the idea of, you said you had wrote something on an index card or something like that. You know, you had some, Downloads coming and you just grab an index card and you just wrote on there. But how how great is it if, you know, you just get a pack of index cards. Of course, we we have stock in that, right? But get a pack of index cards and just write on one index card a day. I mean, how hard is that? You know, you can put some in your purse or in your pocket, in your bag, in your nightstand. And every day you can just write on one index card and that's it. Really simple, really easy. And I believe the barrier is super low.
1: Yeah, it's um. it sounds easy to do. The other thing is that you have to put your index cards out where you can see them
2: mm-hmm.
1: because the mind that we carry around with us every day can be so powerful that we automatically assume writing down on an index card is not going to be beneficial or it's not going to be worth while our time. So um, I like writing. I, I don't do it as much as you do. Uh, I love index cards. Although I did, I'm transferring my index cards into a notepad now and I'm liking that.
0: Right. And it, and that's the thing is that if we can write some of these things in index cards and then transfer them over, because as you, even as you're transferring them, you're getting even more of a download. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of, again, you know, and we'll talk about this, about, you know, keeping something easy. And, you know, you can be consistent with it. And then that's another word, you know, for, you know, for this new year, <laughs> consistency, which kind of goes a little bit to me with accountability. They they kind of sound the same too, but I do feel that they, it's like a yin and yang, you yeah. know, accountability and consistency.
1: It doesn't work unless you do it. <laughs> so that's the consistency. You know it's it's building the muscle you know we talk about going to the gym and things like that, and you know it's if we just continue to use five pound weights forever, we're not gonna grow you know it's there's um but if we continue to amp up that um you know consistency is essential, it also goes back to follow through with what we were talking about execution, so if um it doesn't work unless you invest the time
0: right and 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 being consistent is about i want to say if you keep something simple which i mean it may sound like an echoing thing that i always say but when you i think if you keep it simple it's easier to be consistent and once you get into that into that vibration of being consistent then you can start like elevating it you know you can start really just because once you know what consistency feels like then I think it's easier to kind of, you know, know where that zone exists.
1: I also feel it goes back to making yourself a priority.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Meaning that if you're not going to make the time to do it, typically ourselves are the last ones that we hold accountability for. We put everyone in front of us. So it's, um, it's just making the time to make yourself a priority so you either have an excuse or you make yourself a priority we typically make excuses for ourselves or we wait to the last minute or we're too tired we wait to the end of the day which is one of the reasons why i talk about meditation being important in the morning because why wouldn't you want to start your day with fresh breath Mm mm-hmm you know, not fresh breath because the stinky breath. Right, right. <laughs> it, but it's,
0: it's just like a shower. It's a shower for the soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and it's, it's interesting how they all kind of work together. You know, um, being consistent with your practice, being accountable to your practice, meditating, writing down, you know, whatever it may be, you know, coming through as a download, you know, having compassion for yourself, you know, loving yourself bringing yourself to to being you know one on that list and the last one i have on here is and i know you'll like this and you we talked a little bit about this already and that is trusting your intuition mm. for the new year trust your intuition and i know you i know that's something that that's what you do i mean that is your that's your mo 24/7 you know 24/7
1: you
0: you, you there's no choice to not trust it right
1: no choice not to although um that's easier said than done only because um this awareness you know i've had since a little girl and then you grow up in a world where people don't talk about it or you don't talk about things that you see or experiences that you have And so you assume that everyone else has it, but no one's just talking about it. And then you start talking about it and no one else is experiencing it. And then all of a sudden you don't feed it. You don't um, acknowledge it. So mine, it didn't go away, but I tucked it in a closet for several years. Um, It was always there, but I didn't clearly use it like I use it today. And when you don't feed it, it becomes dormant. You know, it's still tapping you on the shoulder gently, but it doesn't tap you on the shoulder all the time like it taps me on the shoulder today. So, like, for instance, I think this is a funny story to share because it just happened yesterday. (laughs) Um, But this is this goes back to what we were talking about. So um, we went to go get a tattoo yesterday Mm -hmm. and we drove my truck and I was driving we were taking Gracie to mom's house and all of a sudden <laughs> I'm driving and on the side of the road were two cardinals.
0: Mm-hmm. So you say.
1: <laughs> and there were two cardinals. Okay. And they were walking on the side of the road. and They the, were just walking, walking and talking. Walking and talking on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Now that we're in the, we're in end of December. So. You don't see a lot of cardinals in the winter, but you do see them. And so um, they're walking on the side of the road. And the closer we got, I'm like, oh, look at the cardinals. And then they flew away. And you're like.
0: Yeah, there was nothing there. There was no cardinals there. There no cardinals there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were cardinals in my world.
0: Right. Because so, there was none there. In, in the world that other people would perceive, there was nothing there.
1: So my point to the story is. Is that I can either listen to your judgment, not judgment, your statement that there were no cardinals.
0: Or my reality.
1: Your reality that there were no cardinals. Or my reality, because I'm just not going to say, hey, look at those two cardinals on the side of the road if they're not there. So those two cardinals were there in my reality because they were a message for somebody. And... If I didn't trust my intuition and just, and I would dismiss those cardinals because you couldn't see them, then I would be dismissing my intuition in that message.
2: Right.
1: Because I already have the message. So clearly, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I am saying I'm right (laughs) because they were there and that message was for me, whether you saw it or not. So, um, so I thanked, the universe, even though you couldn't see them. Um, and I trust in my intuition. So there's no wavering there. There's no wavering. There's not a, a glimpse of a doubt that those cardinals were not there because they were.
0: And trusting your your intuition is so important. It's almost like your best friend.
1: It is your best friend times a thousand.
0: And when, you, and when your you compass. And when you don't trust it, are you just, are you ignoring or you're not listening to your friend? Are you, is you're your not even not-
1: acknowledging it. You're not even acknowledging your voice, your awareness.
0: So why do we doubt our intuition? Because you
1: can't see it. Humans are tangible beings. We like to touch it, see it. Feel it. And because energy is not always seen to the naked eye, we assume it's not there.
0: So how do you feel? I guess I don't know if that's the right word. So how do you feel your intuition?
1: Um, that's that. That's called clairsentience. So there's we we use that word empathy or an empath here. So a lot of people feel the energy of other people. And um, a lot of people have a hard time because they get overloaded with feeling that, um, which is understandable. However, I do believe that that's a superpower to feel. I just just feel that maybe we don't have the appropriate tools to maneuver through that empathy um, because it can be overwhelming. But if we learn how to use that skill set, then it can be so amazing on so many levels. Right. That's so, a whole nother podcast. Yeah,
0: It is. No, you're right. No, it is. So the intuition is, is really important going into this, uh, into this year. And so we, we've covered, uh, let me see, just want to look here. So I feel that we covered the ones that would really make this year. And again, I'll put them down in the show notes, Would really kind of, um, turbo thrust this year, uh, for you into Dharma so before we wrap up, let's just talk about our themes, our word themes of the year. And for those of you who don't know a theme or a word theme, it's almost like a filter or a foundation. And so and so the reason why I say a filter is because everything goes through your theme, you know, it goes through your filter of the theme or it can be a foundation meaning that you know everything you do is built on the foundation of the theme of whatever it is you're creating. And so why don't you just share with us real quick? And you don't have to get into too much detail because, you know, I feel that, that that itself is another podcast. But what is your theme for, th- for this year? Grace. Grace. And I want you to explain that a little bit too, though, for, for people who may not fully understand what you mean by that.
1: So for me, because there's a lot, a lot of different meanings of grace. When I hear the word grace, um, I see it more as a word that in any type of resistance or any type of challenge or any type of um, something not going what we have anticipated, anticipated, we can m- maneuver through a place of um, resistance or we can move through a place of grace. This year, 2018, has been a a challenging year on many levels, but also in the same breath, many, many blessings. I feel I handled the challenges pretty well, but I don't feel I handled them with grace. So I... I feel that I could have done a better job. I did a good job, but I feel that I can do a better job. So um, that's why I'm not calling forth more challenges in 2019. However, I am calling forth tremendous growth. And a lot of times growth brings challenges because we have to keep going. And so I'm calling forth that this year of growth and opportunities and experiences. So I know there's going to be things that I'm going to come up against that are not always going to be easy. So I'm calling for through those times to be in as much grace um, as I possibly can.
0: Yeah, I like that. And so for me, and we've talked about this for me, you know, one word easy and but the phrase around it is, you know, if this were to be, you know, what would it look like if it were to be easy? Is kind of you know the the whole context around that word. And and I just want to make sure that I'm I'm expressing this correctly. In that when I say the word easy, I'm not talking about being lazy and just like I'm just gonna take the easy way out. And no, I'm not referring to that. But what I am referring to is that. Is just building on top of, you know, what, you know, what does easy look like in order for me to be consistent and to be accountable. It's kind of like what we've been talking about throughout this podcast is, you know, I'm not going to complicate something just to, just to make something fancy, so to speak. And then it stops me from, from doing something and instead saying, you know, you know, if it were easy, what would it look like? And then just going with that. And so I think that's a phrase because my mindset is, is typically goes towards complicated. It and does. I, well, you know, I think it's a default setting, and and we've talked about this. It's a default setting for a lot of people because complicated is a better story to tell. Mm. Easy is not, and so complicated sells. Easy does not. You know, um, drama sells. You know, peace does not. So <laughs> so true. You know, and and I think that's why it's, it's, I think it's everyone's default setting, whether they know it or not is to be uncomplicated. And and I think I I do tend to complicate a few things and, um, and maybe it doesn't show as much, but yes, I mean, I, I am victim to that as well, but just trying to make, you know, make it easy to, again, so we can be consistent and, um, you know, and to really just follow through even, even something as simple as simple, I say simple, but it's really not know these podcasts you know trying to you know what this easy look like is just recording and and making just recording like this just sitting down and, and you know letting out some, some conversation we're having and putting it out and being consistent with it you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: one of my uh you know i don't want to use the word goals but one of my in- intentions for for this year and I, and i'm voicing this cuz i want to be held accountable for this is 100 episodes of, of the Aviome experience and, um, so that by the end of December, you know, if it's over a hundred great, but my goal is, is, is my intention is to have a hundred episodes of the Aviome experience. Um, and, and it, it may sound like it's a lot and it it might be, but you know, I'm going to go with, you know, what does easy look like? And again, it's, you know, it's your, you know, your rants, which I, it was a great podcast, by the way, uh, <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard it uh and I can't give you the the number uh, but I will put it in the show notes but you know Avi did a short rant and and so something it's only like 5 that. minutes and and it's great it, it's I mean you know getting a little feedback on that what people loved it so it's it's but again to me that's what easy looks like it doesn't have to be a long a long uh
2: session
1: well if I can add to that you know um this whole get up that we're in right now our podcasting room where There's lots of boards, there's microphones, there's a program running in front of us, one that I have no idea how to use. So I could either let this whole contraption stop me from recording or simply grab my iPhone, voice record, and do a five-minute rant, which I did did. in a parking lot. Right. And And, and it was
0: beautiful and it was right to the point. (laughs)
1: So don't let things stop you. Let the mind stop you from starting to do something. I had a moment. I grabbed my phone and I recorded. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it sounds better when we we do this setup. So I'm not poo pooing the setup. However, um, it's too much for me to do on my own.
0: Right, right. And, and you know, and, and I don't think you're you're poo pooing this this setup to be honest, because you know. Being consistent, maybe someone, you know, may not be able to do this at this level, but they can do it on their phone, just like you did, you know, and, and, and just like I've done, you know, I've grabbed the phone and, and, and and recorded a few things. I haven't posted them yet, but that's what easy looks like. And I think that's the route or that's the theme
2: for me that I'm going with this, this year. Yeah. I like that right. And I like yours too, Grace.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, So with that, we just wanted to, you know, just kind of bundle something up for this year. And we wanted to give it to you for all of those that are listening. We, you know, we definitely inspire you to, to go this year in full Dharma, you know, practicing some of the things that we've talked about. Again, we'll put it on the show notes Um, In no particular order. No, they're not, not one is not important than the other. I think they all just, uh, corallis together. And I know you have some classes coming up. That's really going to kind of go more in detail with some of this stuff. So I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to, to that hopefully sometime here in the next uh, month or so.
1: Well, one of the things I just wanted to, um, uh, talk about real quickly is, uh, we have an upcoming podcast, Um, that, uh, we'll be releasing with the amazing Sarah McLean.
0: Yes. So beautiful. soul. So amazing.
1: Yeah. You say that often. I, I, we need to tell, we need, you need to tell her how much you respect her. It's almost, you know,
0: I almost feel like she's like, like a sister, like a, uh, like a sister from a past. There's some past life, you know, um,
1: you met her for the first time two years ago. Yes. We picked her up from the airport. She was doing an event with us and um, you two just hit it off.
0: And it's almost like to me, you know, and and I know this can go in all these different ways, but for me, the energy was like, like a sibling energy. It wasn't an energy of, Oh yeah, we've been in a past relationship in in our past life. It wasn't that it was, it was no, it was going to sound weird like to say it like this, but it was like no type of attraction like that. It was more of a respect. Yeah. Just like a, like a like a sibling, brother, sister, you know, sister, sister, wherever it was back mm-hmm.
1: then. You guys have a lot in common too. Even yeah. like music styles.
0: The music style and everything. Yeah. yeah. So
1: Yeah, it was nice. I was sitting in the back while you guys were chatting it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just
2: <laughs> joking around and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyways, um, she obviously was um, a huge, huge uh instrumental in my meditation career. You know, I my first training was with her at the McLean Meditation Academy, and um, she is now the director for this amazing program called Feast for the Soul. It's a forty day uh, worldwide spiritual practice intensive. It's free. Um, it starts January fifteenth through February twenty third, and um, she invited me to um record meditations for for it this year so that's it was so like awesome. so excited so excited so we're going to be um podcasting with her yes we are and she's going to be talking about the feast of the soul so um peace for the soul so uh that's and, coming up
0: right that's actually going to be released uh next week following this podcast oh good yeah so be so able to, to catch that
1: yeah Awesome. So a couple of things. So we have this podcast and then uh, next week's podcast um, to gear up for some opportunities and experiences, some free opportunities and experiences that can help uh, promote this practice.
0: Right. Uh, uh, of uh, of meditation, of, of the new year. So really this, you know, what we're saying right now and what you will be listening to next week it's kind of like they go together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's really gonna, you know, we're going to go in more detail with that, especially with the meditation and, and how you can, you know, really just create the accountability to, to be consistent with it and, and to make this year super powerful. It's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Well, love, thank you for, uh, you know, um, how should I say this? Thank you for allowing me to, to kind of talk you, talk you into because I know you're super busy now but I wanted to get this out and, and, and edit it for, for people so I, thank you for, for your time
1: sure I, I wanted to, to just let people know um, clearly like completely coming into our home with this because um, first of all you texted me earlier and said while you were at work and I was here in session you said hey you want a podcast tonight and I said sure and then your little note cards that you're reading off of are notes that you took while you were at work that I've not seen and so when we hop on this podcast I had no idea what was on those note cards Right. Um, talk about trusting right there Mm. we didn't dialogue before this we just put the microphones in front of us put the headphones on and start talking so I think it's important that Um, This may sound scripted. It's not. Hopefully, hopefully they can hear that. Um, But it's also um, I that's one of the things we thrive upon is not having scripts and just to um, offload this as organic as possible. So I had no idea what he was going to ask me today. I just said, sure, let's do it. And here we are. So
0: and and that is what trusting sounds like. this entire podcast yeah thanks love thank you love you
2: love you peace peace